This is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations, and you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. It's good to be with you again uh, this this week, bringing God's word to you. Where, where are we this week? Who knows? Well done, literal people in the congregation. We are in Derby. Whereabouts in the Bible? Who? <laughs> Luke, yes! We are continuing our um, series looking through the story of Jesus. There are a few, stories, uh, a few accounts of Jesus in the Bible, and one of those is Luke. And uh, we are continuing uh, in that this morning uh, in Luke chapter 7. So this follows on. Last week we were looking um, at Jesus' power to heal. He loves faith, absolutely adores it and can do a lot with it. And that faith for, uh, there was a soldier, uh, a centurion, a Roman invader in the country and um, who, had, who saw the authority that Jesus had over sickness and his faith came from that, from his understanding of authority. There was a, Jesus moved on to another town and he just had compassion on, uh, on uh, this terrible situation where a, a, a widow had lost her son. And so not only was she despairing for that loss, but actually she was about to become destitute and, and had, no way, had no way of provision, uh, providing. And Jesus stepped into that out of his, out of his compassion and out of his authority. He is mighty to save. Amen. We, we, look, we looked at these things um, and, um, and also we, we were praying for healing as well uh, last week. And it was, it was really, good, thank, really good to pray with uh, a few of you last week. Heard some, some good things about, um, about what's happened. Um, one of the things that we were praying for last week was a, was a lung condition and, um, and I hope... Uh, came up to me after the service and, and said, Tim, I've had, um, I've had asthma. Uh, but it hasn't been a big problem for, for a while. Um, in the last three days, I've had five asthma attacks. And um, uh, will, will you pray for me? So, so we, we prayed. And, um, and this whole week, no asthma attacks at all. So praise God for that. Isn't he good? It's, it's amazing. That he would a know <laughs> about um, the situation hope was in, and also have the compassion to heal, and also use people like us in that process. I, I, it never ceases to amaze me his grace in that process, his wonderful outworking that he would choose someone like me or you because it wasn't just me that was praying loads of us were that he would use people like us just normal ordinary people and that's something you realise actually church is just full of normal ordinary people I don't know if if you worked this out yet but the church that, that you're in this morning or the church that you're regularly part of and if you're, if you're just visiting us isn't perfect. 
can have a go. But actually, it isn't perfect because there are people involved. And people aren't perfect, are they? Anyone here perfect? No hands. No hands. So, so, sorry, I may have just missed the hand there. Uh, <laughs> no, um, but but pe- churches aren't perfect because people aren't. And yet, God still chooses to use us with our flaws. He is changing us from one degree of glory to another. And he uses us in grace to outwork his amazing good news. His amazing grace to this community, to this city, to the the children who turn up at Smile and their families. He uses his grace, and, and that's the only way that it works, because of his grace, something that is utterly undeserved, and he absolutely loves to shower us with it. So we're looking at this healing, and in, further on in Luke 7, Jesus has a conversation with someone actually who's in his family, um, a chap called John the Baptist, kind of I, I, second cousin or few cousins. I, I get confused when you start talking about cousins removed. Um, and I have a very confusing family, so I should know. Anyway, um, we're, we're looking here at John, uh, the, the account of Jesus and John the Baptist. It's in Luke chapter 7. It's from verse 18. I'm going to read to uh, uh, verse 35. When John's disciples told him about all these things, all these things being the the thing that the stuff that went down with the centurion and the, and the, the raising of the dead guy in in the village of Nain. Um, John's disciples told him about all these things, and calling to them, he sent them to the Lord to ask, "Are you the one who was to come, or should we expect someone else?" And when the men came to Jesus, they said exactly that. They said, um, "Are you the one who was to come, or should we expect?" Someone else. At that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits, and gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to the messengers, Go back and report to John what you've seen and heard right right here today. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cured. The deaf hear and the dead are raised. The good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. After John's messengers left, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you expect when you went out into the desert? So what did you go out into the desert to see? What did you... um, Was it a reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No. Those who wear luxury, um, those who wear expensive clothes and indulge in luxury are in palaces. But what what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes. I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is the one about whom it was written. I will send my messenger, that's John, ahead of you, that's Jesus, Um, who will prepare the way for you. 
I tell you, among those born of women, there is none, no one greater than John. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. All the people, even the tax collectors. Got any tax collectors here today? Got any accountants that help people not pay tax or companies not pay tax? I'm not seeing any hands. I appreciate you might not want to identify yourselves. Even these people. It's great, it's great to have you with us, if that is you. <laughs> Even these people when they heard of Jesus' words. The reason they're talking about even the tax collectors, tax collectors were a symbol of, they were collecting tax for Rome, for this occupying force. This is, this is why it was a big deal. Actually, they were a symbol of oppression, and actually the tax collectors kept stuff by, by for themselves. So, um, so they were a symbol of oppression and of greed. Okay, I'm not saying that's the case for the people that work for Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs okay, or that work in accountancy firms. That's not, um, this is not what I'm saying. Okay, in this instance, they were symbols of that. And even these people, when they heard Jesus' words, acknowledged that God's way was right because they had been baptised by John. But the Pharisees and experts of the law rejected God's purpose for themselves because they had not been baptised by John. Jesus says this, To what then can I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They're like children sitting in the marketplace calling out to each other, We played the flute for you, but you didn't dance. We sang a dirge, a funeral song, but you didn't cry. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread, he was fasting, or drinking wine. And you said, He is a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and you say, He's a glutton and a drunkard, and a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by all her children. I don't know about you, as far as I'm concerned, that's a hard passage of the Bible to understand, and I want to ask for God's help in explaining it. So let's, let's pray. Lord, I want to... I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you for what, the, the, what is in it is true. Lord, I want to thank you that your word brings life. Lord, I want to thank you for the great work that Jesus did and the great work before him of John the Baptist. Lord, for this conversation that they're having that's hard for us to understand, I pray that you would help me to explain it, that you'd help us to, to understand it for 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 the good of our hearts, Lord, that you'd, you'd help us to, to pay attention and, and, and worship you as we do this. For yours is the kingdom and the glory, and your word is always fruitful. Amen. Amen. So, John the Baptist, he's in Jesus' family. That's quite a claim to fame. John the Baptist is a prophet. He's kind of on the um, extreme end of prophets. The ones that people might look at and go, he's a demon. He doesn't eat. He wears animal skins and eats honey in the desert. He's wacko. Okay? They, 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 he's on kind of the extreme end. But what he was saying in the accounts of his ministry was 
Turn around from the way you're going and repent. Head back to the Lord. Take him seriously. And there is one who's coming who's going to be greater than me. He was preparing the way for Jesus. Not, not only was he preparing the way for Jesus, he was baptizing people, um, submerging them in the, in the, in the Jordan River and, uh, and pulling them out again as a symbol of their repentance. And, and then this guy shows up, Jesus. And we read about this, uh, not in Luke, but in, but in Matthew. He says, well, I, I can't baptize you. I'm not actually worthy. You, you're too great. for. I, I can't even untie your sandals. You are that holy, that great. Jesus says, no, no, it's right that, I, that I'm baptized by you. And then if John was ever going to have grandchildren, he didn't. But if, if he did, this would have been a story to tell. And then after I baptized him, heaven opened and a voice from heaven said, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. I'm going to say it again as you're reading the words this time. This is my son whom I love. That's an important bit to have missed out. I'm sorry. With him, I am well pleased. A voice from heaven opens, the, uh, opens from the skies and everyone around hears it. Heaven opens and speaks over Jesus, who's, who's John's just baptised. I mean, he, he'd get in from work that day, or sleep in the desert, and if he, he had anyone to speak to, God, he'd say, wow, I can't believe it. I can't believe. You, not only did you send Jesus and I got to baptise him, but you spoke from the sky and everyone else heard it. This is my son, with whom I'm well pleased. I love him. Wow, that is a good day at the office for John the Baptist. Unfortunately, those days seem to be a bit of a distant memory for this guy. Because he, shortly after this, Herod, the king, the kind of puppet king of Israel, got threw him into prison for rebuking him. And... And so this is where this is why John doesn't come to Jesus himself. John is sat in prison and sends his messengers and says, I I thought you were gonna be the one who saved us. I thought you were gonna be the one who's mighty to save. I'm sat here in prison. Do you, do you know I'm sat here in prison? Do you, do you remember? Do you remember me? I'm, I'm, I'm still. If, if you're so good, if you're so mighty to say, what am I doing here? Because I was expecting you coming, guns are blazing, sword swinging, dispatch Herod, free me from prison, get Pilate turning on his heels back to Rome. That's what I was expecting. So. Very politely put, are, are you the one to come or should we be expecting someone else? 
Let me tell you, it's really difficult sometimes to understand all that God says, all that God is and what he stands for. He is a lot bigger than we are and we have brains that are this big on average. And he is a lot more intelligent than that. It's a lot hard. To under- it's very hard to understand him. But it's okay to ask questions. That's what we're doing on Tuesday nights. We're having Alpha. If you're looking into the claims of Jesus, if you're, if you're saying, oh, what is this Jesus about? What's, what's going on? That's what Alpha is all about. It's a time to hear about it and ask questions about it. If you've got question, if you've been walking with the Lord for a long time, let me just say a bit more about Alpha. If 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 you're thinking actually that sounds good and I haven't I haven't been week two it's only week two next week. Okay, it's still okay to come along. Yeah, it's still okay to come along. If if you're thinking actually that sounds for me sounds like it's for me, then come and see me at the end and, and we'll we'll sort that out. Okay. Because it's okay to ask questions. God is a lot bigger than that. And, and Jesus does not turn around to John's messengers and say, what are you doing coming up here, giving us all this and all that? I'm out here healing people and, what are you, and you're coming to me asking these stupid questions. No, he doesn't say that. He puts it in words that, and actions that John absolutely understands. He kind of takes words from Isaiah John will know the scriptures. And he, not only does he take those words, then he kind of enacts them, he actually puts them into action. There was a, there was a, great, a great man of the early church called St. Francis of Assisi. I nearly called him Sir Francis of Assisi. I don't think he had a knighthood. Uh, um, St. Francis of Assisi. And he said something along these lines. Go and tell the good news to everybody and use words where you have to. Implication being, just, just do what you do and let that speak for, for the greatness of God's grace and his love. And Jesus puts these words of of Isaiah, that the blind will see, that the deaf will hear. And he doesn't just say them. He says, look, there's blind people seeing. There's, de- there's deaf people hearing. There's even dead people being raised up. This is something that John will understand, but he, his expectations were very... Um, bound to the here and now. They were very, I'm in prison and I've forgotten, I've forgotten God speaking that great word over Jesus. This is my son whom I love. With him, I'm well pleased. I, I didn't realise that you were doing all this. It's funny, isn't it? No, it's not funny. It's, it's explained Paul, later, much later on, explains it. He writes a letter to, uh, to the church in Ephesus. Ephesus is, in, is a place that you can still visit today in Turkey. And he, uh, Paul's writing them a letter. And at the end of that letter, in chapter 6, he says, he says this, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not actually against Herod and Pilate, and the Roman Empire. But against 
rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. What Jesus came to do was a lot bigger than bring freedom for a country. When, he talk, when Isaiah talks about bringing um, uh, freedom for the captives, I think it's interesting, John, uh, Jesus doesn't, doesn't say back to him, oh yeah, I'm bringing freedom for the captives, just in case I think John misunderstands that because he's so bound in the, in the here and now. When, when we read about our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, you can, you can read, actually, our, our struggle is not against the here and now itself. Uh, uh, flesh and blood is, uh, uh, it, it's more than just the things that, that keep us alive here. Actually, it's almost, it's, we're also talking about the struggle that is against the things that keep us bound here. The, the things that keep us um, thinking that the world is this big, just, just around me, or maybe just around the, the few people that I care for. Our struggle is way greater than this. It's against stuff that we can't even see, and I can only begin to explain. But this is what the struggle is. So, Jesus sends John's disciples back. I'm getting very getting confused here. Heading back to the Gospel of John, and I should be heading back to the Gospel of Luke because we're talking about John all the time. Here we go. Right. Um, and he sends, sends him back saying, look, the, this is, these are what the signs of my kingdom are. Okay, this, I, I'm, I've got blind people seeing, deaf people hearing. Now, there's a challenge, not just for John in this, not just for, ah, oh, you've got your expectations a bit wrong. There's a challenge here for us. You know, John was kind of grown up with Jesus, maybe a little bit aware of him as a child. Actually, I, I don't know, if, for those of us that have grown up a little bit with Jesus, grown up kind of understanding him as a, as a baby born in a manger, grown up understanding him as a kind of figure on a cross in a church, I, I, I'm not sure I, I would have expected much much different because I, you know, I'd be coming to Jesus and saying, well, are you really this powerful? Because frankly, I don't really see healings all the time. I don't really see um, blind people seeing, deaf people hearing, the, the dead being raised I haven't yet seen. Uh, we he- hear about it in, in, in books and in, in reports. Tremendous. I've met uh, there was a guy that came to speak to us a few years ago in McCormack. He, he um, was clinically dead, and God brought him back to life. There, there are ama- these are things that, that do happen, but actually it's not an idea that we grow up with. Actually, we can have these very low expectations of what Jesus can actually do. And actually, last, last week we saw, we saw Jesus break in and bring healing to, to a number of people. Actually, um, there have been uh, times uh, at North recently where we, we've seen people amongst us healed, 
Val had had an amazing healing from double vision. We've seen we've seen. Um, uh, yeah, I, was, I was praying for um, for a friend of mine. We, we were at New Day and I was praying for him. We were. He he'd complained of a, a lower back problem. Um, he'd been sat on the sat on the floor um, for about an hour, and lower back problem is, is kind of base of his spine was a bit twisted really, and. Um, sat on the floor for about an hour. The next day, well, that night and the next day, he was in pain. He, ne- he needed painkillers. This is a young guy who needed painkillers and uh, to, to cope with the pain of just having sat down for an hour. And it lasted throughout the day. And so the next day we were just talking and he'd, take, he'd just taken painkillers and I, I'd asked him about how things were and he said, oh yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling too bad. I, I said, well, can we just pray? He said, yeah, okay. Bit of a new Christian, not really... In some ways, I didn't want to scare him off, actually. I was like, oh, I wonder if he can cope with this. Well, let's just see what God will do. So, so we just prayed, and he'd just taken painkillers, so he couldn't even test it out. All right, well, let's... Okay, bless you, man. Let's, let's see you later. Anyway, we were talking about it the next, in the next few days. Um, talking about it as a, as a group. There had been another guy who had just been healed. And we are just sharing that information, sharing that amazing story with the group and Lee turns around and says oh Tim you know that you, you know that time uh, since you prayed for me haven't had any back pain since and he, he'd been sitting on he had to be sat down for hours at a time and, and no, no back pain at all this is this, this is the kingdom of God these are the signs of the kingdom are we are we seeing actually people being healed even even on meetings when we're not actually talking about healing Actually, is this a regular thing for our, for Jubilee, that actually we're, we're seeing people being healed outside of our Sunday meetings? I'm not sure it is actually a regular thing, but we're not hearing about it much regularly. Okay, so, so the, this is, there's a real challenge for us right here. There's a real challenge Actually, what are our expectations? Because I think our expectations are a bit off from what Jesus came to do. Actually, we, we grew up thinking, oh yeah, we know what church is. We think what, this is what Jesus does. And actually, he does way more than that. He raises the dead. He brings sight to the blind. I think he, this account gives very special mention of sight to the blind, actually. It says, at that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits, and gave sight to many who were blind. Uh, as I was preparing, uh, uh, actually, that really stood out. I think we, we, we've seen this a lot. We've seen, we've seen um, quite a few people healed of visual problems. And I believe God wants to do that again today. If you're here with a problem with your vision, whether it be something quite serious or actually straightforward short-sightedness, myopic vision or, or long-sightedness, I believe God wants to, wants to heal today. And we'll have an opportunity to pray for that. Yeah, we'll have an opportunity to pray for that in a bit. Actually, no, let's, let's just do it now. Um, okay, right. Put your ha- put your hands up if you've got a visual problem. Right, like I, I wear contact lenses. 
so I, so so my vision isn't perfect, right? If you've got glasses, you could put your hand up. I'm not going to ask you to get up. I'm not going to ask you to say anything, okay? But just just uh, just put your hand up. Let let's make it bigger than this. If you if you're here today with any sickness, any pain, any long-term condition, anything doctors can't explain, okay? We're going to pray. That's what we're going to do. Really simple, okay? There's no there's no music playing. We're not trying to conjure anything up here. We're just going to, we're just, hello? Oh yeah, okay. All right, we're just going to pray. And um, so as I, as I pray, I'm, I'm just going to ask you to put your hand on, on the part of the body that isn't working, okay? And if, it, there's nothing magic about putting your hand on. It's just actually there seems to be something in the way that, that, that we see healings work in, um, in, in the accounts of the Bible that actually that people lay on hands and that works. So just want to honour that. just want to take an honest look at what's happening and say, well, let's try that. So let's, let, let's pray. So, Lord, I want to thank you that you know every person here in this room. You know more than that, Lord. You know every hair on every head. Lord, you know the horror of suffering with long, long-term conditions, Lord, in this room. You know the, the uh, difficulties with vision that people experience. Lord, you know the, the uh, critical problems with people's sight that they experience. As we pray, I just want you to put your hand on the, on the part of the body that isn't, that isn't working. Okay, and Lord, I want to thank you that all authority under heaven and earth is given to you, Jesus. It's under your feet. And Lord, with, with that authority, you have told us to go. As a believer in you, you have told me to go and make disciples. Lord, you, you've told your disciples to go out and heal in your name. And so, Lord, we do that with authority this morning. We say, in the name of Jesus, sicknesses, vision problems, you listen to me in the name of the Lord. Go, now, in the name of the Lord. Get out of here. Vision problems disappear. Get off of her. Vision problems, go. Glaucoma, be gone. Cataracts, disintegrate. Get out of here. Arthritis, go. Lung conditions, be gone. In the name of Jesus, go. The Holy Spirit, we welcome you here in every muscle fibre, in every, in, in every eye, in every, in, in every heart, in every joint and bone. Holy Spirit, we, we, we pray, bring the power of the Lord. Lord, we, we ask for your healing power, that same power that resurrected Jesus from the dead. Same power that, that has healed many of our friends. The same power that, that raised critically Ill, uh, a critically ill servant in, in Capernaum. We pray your power in every bone and joint and eye. Lord Jesus, come in your power. Amen. Amen. Yeah.
Amen. Thank you for sharing that, Vicky. I want to explore that with you in, in a little bit. Can I? I'll explore that with you in a little bit. Thank you for sharing that. I want to ask you as we've prayed, okay, can you is, just put your hand up if you feel actually God's doing something right now. Okay. I'm not really sure it's all there, but actually God's doing something. Okay. That's, that's brilliant. Thank you for putting your hands up. I just want to pray again. Sometimes Jesus prayed for people twice. Okay, let, let, let's, just, let's just pray again in the name of the Lord. Lord, we want to bless what you are doing. We want to thank you for, um, for your great compassion and your great authority over sickness. And in authority, we speak to sickness and say, go now in the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, you listen, vision problems. You go. In the, in the name of Jesus, you listen, arthritis. Go, get out of her joints, now in the name of the Lord. And Lord, come in your power and bring healing, bring completion to that healing. Amen. Amen. Okay. If... We've just been praying for healing, and hey, if, if you've been if you've been healed, okay, or if you think actually I've been praying for healing, and I, I need to test this out, okay. This is what this, you might not be able to test it out. It might be something that you're only going to find out over a course of days. That's fine. Just remember, you've been praying praying about this, and, and thank God for it later, okay. But actually, if you if there's something that you can test out now, I just want you to do that. So if it, if it's actually that you've got to take your glasses off to check your vision, try, try that, okay. If if it's that um, you need to stand up to, to check pain that you had on standing, or if it's pain that you had when you were running, then go out and run in the corridor. Okay, but uh, seriously, actually, just just test it out. Okay, so so if, if you can, if if you feel that God is doing anything in you, just just try it. Just test it and see. It's okay to stand up if you are praying for like joint pain and stuff like that. It's okay. All right. So, what we, what we, is there anyone here that, is going to, that actually says, actually, God has healed in in that prayer. God, God's done something. Really? This is this is fantastic. Okay. Um. Uh. Can I, can I just take a mic? Is that all right? really tight around my chest anxious and my heart started beating like like that more and it, I feel more relaxed and stronger in myself yeah. as I was holding it all really good Brilliant. and it's like very good so can you stand up with the headphones yeah. Yeah. okay uh, you can probably see me from here okay I'm wrecking both microphones that I'm using. Okay, um, so so what's your name? It's Rachel. Hi, Rachel. And um, what what was going on? What were you praying for before you before you came in? Uh, I've got quite a lot of anxiety at the moment, a lot on my mind, and I was feeling a lot of pain in my chest, really, really just holding everything in really tight, and it was getting painful. I'd say painful, uncomfortable. Um, as I've gone on. I just feel my heart rhythms changing in my heart and 
sort of pumping really, really hard in my stomach, and but but I feel much more much more relaxed and like like I can relax because it's only you know like completely let everything go and move on. And Amen. That's fantastic. Praise God. Praise God. Is there anyone else here that's able to to share um, a, a healing that's that's just happened over over here? That's brilliant. I, I'm going around asking people. I don't want to put you under any pressure. Okay, I don't want you to conjure up and sort of believe that you've been healed if you haven't. Okay, this is just this is just what happens. We're, we're praying in the name of Jesus, and if if He's healing, then then we want to find out about it, right? So so let's let's ask Jane. Hi. Um, what, what's happened with you? Um, I hurt my knee about two months ago and I couldn't bend it back properly at all. And now I can bend it back. Amen. Praise God for that. So, so the range of movement is, is improved. Fantastic. Praise God. This is, this is amazing. Um, so I, I love God doing what he does. Isn't it, isn't it brilliant? Let's, let's, let's thank God for what he does. Amen. Right, so God heals today. Actually, not just in our age, today he heals in this room. Wow. Okay, I'm, I'm believing that he does want to heal visual things still. Okay, so, so there's an opportunity to pray for that at, at, at the end. That's what we're going to do. Just want to move on a little bit to, to where Jesus says goodbye to the messengers and... Um, and then he turns to the crowd and talks about John. Now, there's been a pretty public disagreement here between John and Jesus, potentially. That's what the crowd might have thought. Are you actually the Messiah? And so he wants to, he wants to turn to the crowd and just make it really clear. Okay? He commends John in front of them. He says, actually... As prophets go, you don't get any better than this guy. As people, as people born of women, think that's everybody, doesn't get any better than him. Sense of but coming. But. In the kingdom of God, the very least in the kingdom of God will be greater than John. What does he mean by that? The very least in the kingdom of God. You see, you see what Jesus was, what John was talking about was the law. This is the law. This is what God says. This is the right way to live. And I want, and for your own sakes, turn from what you're doing, the direction that you're headed, and repent and head this way. It was based on the law. 
actually get your actions right and turn to God. The very first thing Jesus does is bring forgiveness. This is a very different thing. You see, the law was kind of set up as a, as a framework, as a scaffold, to, to re- so that one person would fulfill it. The, the law is, is... You've heard of the Ten Commandments, right? Okay? And, and they are kind of like the, the headlines of the legislation, the, the, um, the rules and regulations of good living that God sets out for his people. And essentially, it was very, very hard to attain. No, no one did it. Actually, the whole of history was waiting for one man to, to, to achieve everything, to lead, to lead a perfect life. And there'd be no sin. You see, because the, the law said, actually, this is how you live. Oh, you got it wrong. You're wrong. This is how you put it right or you die. Actually, it was really serious. Jesus took everything of the law very, very seriously and fulfilled the whole thing. And then he goes and says, I'm going to take what I've, I'm going to take that perfect life and let me, let, let my righteousness be for all these people. You, you can put me on a cross and sacrifice me and let my sacrifice be for all these people because my life was so perfect. Let it cover every single person who believes in me. Wow. See, the law was terrible. It was always right. I like to think I'm normally right. Jenny says that's terrible. The law was always right. Never, no getting out of that. And the wages of sin, the wages of falling short with death. And then Jesus came. And this terrible, at fearsome law, actually, we read in Psalm 130, with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are feared. Feared being, we have reverence for you, we, we, we worship you, we love you. We're amazed at your glory and your awesomeness because first of all there is forgiveness and then Therefore, you are feared. The law, um, we, we hear a lot about, but it based, you, I was thinking about it the other day. What, something happened at school. We, we had um, uh, school, my, my daughter's school. I was, make, I was making the sandwiches. I like them to eat healthy. And so um, just making some sandwiches and, and some fruit. And some vegetables, they're boring lunches. My kids hate it for that, right? And, and, um, and one day, um, I, I threw in a chocolate biscuit um, and a little chocolate bar. Came back with the chocolate bar still in the, in the lunchbox. Oh, didn't you, did you not like your chocolate bar? Oh, we're not allowed to have it. What, why not? Oh, it's some healthy... Jen, why aren't they allowed to have chocolate bars at school? Oh, it's some healthy eating thing, Tim. 
I was like, I love my kids to eat healthy, right? But as soon as a law came in that says, you are not allowed to come in with a chocolate bar, I'm like, right, pack the car, we're going to Cadbury's World, we're going to raid that thing, we're going to send them in. Because actually, I don't like (laughs) being told what to do. And it makes me want to send them in with chocolate bars and say, look, this, do I look fat to you? All right? <laughs> Healthy eating is a good thing, okay? And I'm pleased that schools have policies on that. That's, that's good. I, I don't like being told about it, okay? There, there's, this, there's this thing where there's, a, there's a, a rule and it makes me want to break it. Actually, it takes, takes, these, it takes me, who opposes it, and a rule, and just, oh, that's... And actually, that's what, that's what Paul talks about as, as the law. He talks about it in, in 2 Corinthians. He says, he says this, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Um, now, if the ministry that brought death was engraved in letters on stone. He's talking about the law when Moses uh, engraved the, uh, the law into, into stone tablets. If that came with glory, so the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of Moses because, uh, because of its glory, fading though it was. Will not the ministry of the Spirit, that's talking about the ministry of grace that Jesus brings, um, be even more glorious. If the ministry that condemns men is glorious, how much, more min- how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison to the surpassing glory. And if, if what was fading came with glory, how much more greater is the glory of that which lasts? Therefore, we have such a hope. We are very bold. We're not like Moses who would put a veil over his face. Okay? Literally just cover things over to keep Israelites from, from gazing at it while the radiance was fading away. But their minds were made dull. For, this, for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant, when the law is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Amen to that. But this is the thing. Actually, it's very easy. when uh, You talk to people about the church, you talk to people about, if I talk to someone about being a Christian, actually what a common reaction is, oh, well, all those rules and regulations. Oh, well, there's just going to be a whole bunch of people that are going to judge me in church, right? Why would I want to come there? Nah, that's not for me. I've, I've been hurt by too many people in church. Because do you know what church? I think a lot of the time, as a church, the, the wider church I'm talking about, we've got it wrong. That actually, 
we're saying, well, actually, there's still got to be some law in there. There's still got to be the letters of the law which you have got to follow. Paul's very serious about this. He says, those letters of the law are a ministry of death. This is what it brings, a ministry of death. You don't want to shackle yourself to that when Jesus has unveiled your faces to the glory of the ministry of the Spirit, his grace. He says one day, back in Jeremiah, it was prophesied that one day I would write the law on their hearts. Actually, I would change people and they would, they would live in a way because, that, that honours me because they were changed. And, and Paul talks, actually, we, we are being transformed into his likeness. It's a process of this, isn't it? But it's not a set of rules and regs that we have to follow. And th- I think this is what we're, we're going to come into land with this. We're going we're to um, come, come to a close just now. But I think th- that the reason that the idea of vision, the verse of vision, stood out to me was for two reasons. One, I do believe he wants to heal people with vision, visual problems today. Okay, it's not too late. We want to pray for you afterward. But similarly, all this, all this talk of Moses having a veiled face and it all, actually life being this big, bound to being this big, and actually, can I do that? Or you can do it on a Friday. Actually, no, this is what the heart of it is. And actually, too often we have lived bound by rules and regulations and how are they doing and how are they doing? John came as a cousin and said, are you the guy to expect? He'd heard the voice in the desert. He'd heard, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. The Bible now talks about Jesus being our brother. Not some distant relative, but our brother. That we share in his inheritance And if the Lord says over Jesus, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. I love him. If you believe in him, he's saying that over you today. This is my daughter with whom I'm well pleased. I love her. This is my son. I love him. Check out my son. That's you. Because you share in Jesus' inheritance. And too often, I think, we, you know, it's easy to miss that. It's easy to, because we're too busy going, am I doing the right thing? Can I do this on a Friday? Is that okay? Let me just check the law. Is this allowed? How are they doing? This is my son with whom I love. With him I'm well pleased. That's the inheritance we live under. That's the grace we live under. And you see actually the people who responded were the ordinary people, even the tax collectors. The, The experts in the law, their whole life was built on the law. 
and they didn't. This is my son, whom I'm well pleased. Here's the grace for you. Would you stand with me? We're going to as we're going to pray as we finish. So, we'd love to pray with you this morning. Uh, if, you, if you feel actually uh, there's something I want healing for, God is here to heal. love to ask you to come forward and we'll, uh, and we'll pray with you at the end. Uh, as, as I, as I, I'm going to pray now generally for all of us. And then, and then if there's anything you want specific pray, prayer for, please come up at the end and we'll, and we'll pray for that. Okay. Lord, we want to thank you that you came fulfilling the law, dying in our place, giving us righteousness and leading us into your kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you that you have the authority to heal today. Lord, thank you that you have the compassion to heal in this place that not one is hidden from you. Lord, thank you that we no longer have these have to have these small expectations of what you're just going to do in the here and now, but that you're here to bring freedom to the captivity freedom from captivity to the things that bind us. You're here to bring to bring a greater vision of you in your glory. Give us a greater glimpse, Lord. Lord, we're sorry for the times that we've put you in these boxes. Lord, we're sorry for the times where we just keep going back to the law. Lord, we want to live in the goodness of your grace, for with you there is forgiveness, and therefore you are feared and worshipped, and, and, and we want to offer you reverence, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, help our expectations to be big of you as we leave this place, that actually that you go with us, with your authority. Help us, Lord, in your name. We ask it. Amen. Amen. Okay, we're going to wrap, the ses- wrap um, the, our service up there. There's tea and coffee uh, uh, out in the foyer. If you've got kids, please go and pick them up uh, if you haven't already done so. And um, uh, if, if there's anything that you want prayer for, please come up to the front wall and, and we'll pray. If you want to talk about Alpha and getting set up on that, come and see myself and we'll get, set, and we'll get you set up on that. Have a great day. Bless you.